Hey, good morning. I'm so glad you guys are here. I'm Chuck, and uh, I'm the pastor here, and I just absolutely love this church. Today, we're in week two of a teaching series that Pastor Bobby and I are doing together entitled Your Best Year. I got so many incredibly kind notes from last Sunday, and but I had a bunch of people that said, Pastor Chuck, when do we do the rocks? That's right. So when I heard you announce that, I thought for everybody out there that wanted the rock, it was like, yeah, you know. <laughs> How many years have we been doing it now? I, was trying to I think. think this is the fourth year. Okay. Yeah, and I, I remember the first year we did it, and I was, I was sitting in my den, and I said, hey, Jen, I think we ought to do this rock thing. Hmm. And she said, um, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about that. Yeah. That rock thing, I'm not, I'm not sure they'll dig that. Yeah. And then after the first year, I had people say, we're going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Then after the second year, we're going to do it again. And yeah. so it's become kind of a tradition. How many of y'all have done here. it before? How many, how many, how many rock people? Yeah, look at that. Yeah, that. yeah, That's we awesome. rock your world. <laughs> Usually I do the cheesy jokes. I know. I threw that out just because I thought it'd be fun. I've got my word, though. Yeah? I've got my word. My word is thoughtful. I have lived my entire life just kind of going on intuition in my gut. Hmm. And now that I'm 60, I finally have realized that gets me in trouble. Hmm. So I'm going for thoughtful this <laughs> There's a year. little snickering in the crowd. I, I don't know. know. Let me just take a poll real quick. Or? How many would say, those you know me, you know, would say, it, it's a good thing, Chuck, if you could be a little more thoughtful. Anybody would say, thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Are you, you know taking what? notes of who those people those are? Those are the folks who came from the Presbyterian Church. Ah. Uh. They were predestined to say yes. Amen. Come on, that was funny. Come on. It's foggy and weird outside. I know it's foggy out there, especially for the Presbyterians. And um, they were predestined to be in that, though. So, you know, the frozen chosen, they've got their... I'm really not picking on... I am picking on the Presbyterians, aren't I? Welcome home. Welcome home. (laughs) Email chuck at (laughs) sugarhillchurch.com. Chuck at sugarhillchurch.com. Okay, let's start preaching. Well, today uh, we're super excited about week two of your best year. And honestly, throughout the month, we're hanging out in the Old Testament book of Proverbs. And most of you know Proverbs, you've grown up around Proverbs. But if you're not familiar with a proverb, typically a proverb is when you take a lot of truth and you try to distill it down into a short, pithy Mm -hmm. statement, Mm -hmm. something that you can hang on to. And what I love about the book of Proverbs is it's really written for us to live out day to day. There's some parts of scripture, like the book of Psalms, that are all songs that are made for worship. Like, hey, let's pause, let's worship. But honestly, when I think about the book of Proverbs, I think about this is about work. Yeah. yeah, This is about living your faith out in a real way. This is super practical to say, God says, hey, you're on this earth for however long you're on here. So while you're here, while you've got time, why not live skillfully? Yeah. Why not live out the truth that God wants? And so today we're going to take one of the most popular yep. proverbs and just unpack it. Just I thought about this while you were talking about that kind of the work concept. I believe if Solomon had written this to his son in the 21st century, I think the tagline on earth would be how to live Monday through Friday. Yeah. You know, how do, you, how do I go outside the walls of the church and how do I live this out? Mm. So a, a quick, let me go back just a little bit before you dive into the okay. text. So a few weeks ago, Bobby gave us a, a teaching about how we were in desperate need of greater faith. Yeah. I mean, the thought that the disciples tried to do something they couldn't and Jesus came and said, the problem is you need greater faith. Yeah. So we learned that to find greater faith, we had to go into a season of prayer and fasting. So it really was kind of an equation. Over here, we need greater faith. 
to find greater faith, we must pray and fast. When we do that, we receive wisdom and understanding. And so now today, to continue the flow, the entire process about your best year today is in how do I discover and stay centered in the will of God for my life? I think the number one question I receive from believers is, Chuck, what is it God wants me to do? And how do I know that that is what I'm to do? Well, to have your best year ever, Bobby and I really wanted to unpack this very simple, short scripture to be able to say inside of there, there are four or five words that will radically give you an opportunity to live your best year. Yeah. And I, I think for, so for everybody here, it's not just about the rock, it's, it's kind of today, we want to stop and remind you through our teaching time, uh, before we get to the rock, let's ensure that we have something that can direct us and guide us, and this word is in front of you, like in my case, I put it on my coffee maker so I can't miss it every morning, you know, mm-hmm. wherever you have to see it. So yeah. uh, we want to unpack this text and let you really go live inside the world. So take it away. So probably out of all of the Proverbs, this is one of the ones that I hear quoted so often, and even if you don't know the scripture reference, chances are you're familiar with the phrase, but it's Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six. And so if you wanna write it down, or if you wanna follow along on the screen as well, but listen to what these two verses say. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Now, I love this. I I mean, chances are you've read it. Chances are you've posted it before. Oftentimes when we ask the question on social media, what's your favorite verse, people will will quote this. And so I've been thinking about it a lot. Why is that so powerful? Part of it is the simplicity of it. Part of it is that there's hope in the middle of it. Part Mm -hmm. of it is there's encouragement in the middle of it. But these two short verses are super encouraging. They're super powerful. Chuck, why, why don't you think so many people quote this? Uh, You know, I'm not sure I know the answer other than to say, I think it's clear. Mm -hmm. This is one of those verses in scripture where you don't have to wonder. I wonder what the Lord is really trying to say in here. It doesn't take a deep dive into the Hebrew uh, to figure it out because it's clear. It's utterly simple. Uh, We prove it true in so many ways, but in every season, every trial in our life. Uh, I don't know about you, but I, I I was admitting to the worship team earlier and with some friends last night that um, every time that I create my own mess, and, and typically that's all mine, but when I create my own mess, which is regular, it is because I didn't take the clarity found in the scripture and apply it to my life. Mm-hmm. I kind of went off yep. on my own. So when I look at this, I think to myself, these words can cling to the soul, but they cling to the soul because they speak to a great need that we all feel, which is for guidance. I mean, one of the great promises of God is that he will indeed direct our paths, right? Well, um, I started writing these down the other day and see if one of these or more might apply to you. I wonder if I should get married, and if I should, should I marry Mary, Mabel, Martha, or Marla, right? So we got to figure that out. (laughs) Only with an M. Only with an M, yeah. Yeah. I've been offered a new job. Should I take it or wait for a better offer? Or I've been accepted at a few colleges. Which one should I attend? Should I go back to school for my master's degree? Should I write that book that I've always wanted to write? And Lord, what is it you really want me to do? And Proverbs chapter three, verse five and six, suggests the basis on which godly and wise guidance will come. By the way, are you starting to get clarity on what your word might be? 
This would be a good time to stop and think about it for just a second. But Bobby, um, when, when I look at the teaching uh, that Jesus is using this more in our world today, in the 21st century, how does, how does the Lord take this old Hebrew passage yeah. and apply it into our life? Um, I find that it is only applicable and practical when we understand it personally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things I think is true in our world is there's information everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you can find out anything you want to find out. You can Google it. You can watch a TED talk about it. You can get a book summary about it. Yeah. You, you, information is everywhere. So the goal of this morning is not more information. Mm -hmm. It's applying the information that we know. That's the great disconnect when it comes to things like Proverbs. If we're not careful, we'll just read this verse and just think, well, that's easy. Let's just move on. Right. But the best year happens when we take God's word and we begin to apply it to the details of our lives. Yeah. And so today I want to invite you, if you've got the handout, there's a note section. There's five major words that come out of these two verses that if we would understand them and then say, for these next seven days, I'm going to try as best as I can to apply them, I think you'd see a major difference. Absolutely. Then, and these are simplistic. If, you've, if you're not a note taker, I want to encourage you to try to be one today. Uh, I don't know of anything we'll preach over the course of the year that's more practical than this. So that first word is trust. That's where the text starts. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now that word uh, in, in Hebrew means to lean with the full body, to lay on something, to rest the full weight upon. Now, in, in our thinking here in our Americanized 21st century, we take the word trust and it means that we uh, rely on or we have confidence in, but the Hebrew word is so much stronger. It's the idea of stretching yourself out upon a bed or lying on a hard surface and placing all of your weight on that. It's not like, hey, I'm leaning up against a doorpost. You don't have all your weight against you. You just have your feet grounded, right? But when you lay down on something, you place your entire weight. To trust in the Lord is to lay your whole weight upon him. To keep seeking your word here is a thought for that. Your word should include the fact that trust in the Lord is essential. For me to change the way I operate impetuously and try to become more thoughtful I can say, well, it's on willpower, but if it's just my willpower, I'll promise you I'm going to fail miserably. But if I ask the Lord to give me that wisdom and understanding, and I am trusting in him, now this becomes possible. Yeah. Right? I love that. Yeah. So the first word is trust. The second word, if you want to write it down, is just that one little word, lean. Yeah. Lean. In many translations, when you, or versions of the Bible, when you read this phrase, the, the phrase we read, do not depend is actually translated lean not. Yeah. That phrase, the whole phrase is lean not on your own understanding. And it means to put your partial support on something. Leaning is something that you do when you're worn out. Leaning is something to do when you can't walk well. Lean, it's the picture of leaning on a cane right. or leaning on a walker or even leaning against a wall or a tree. It's this idea of, of saying, man, I, I'm gonna prop up on something. Mm -hmm. And so in this verse, when he's talking about this idea of trust in the Lord, he follows that up by saying, don't lean on something. Don't depend on something. And that something is your own understanding, your own self. Mm. And I think in our world, we often celebrate people that say, well, I'm a self-made man or I'm a self-made woman. I, I, I accomplished this myself. I, I pulled my own bootstraps. This, this concept, it sounds great in the American culture, 
but man, it's just not helpful when yeah. it comes to your best year. Yeah, as a matter of fact, it, it's impossible. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I have learned to be true over the year that all, everything we do that we advance positively in, in our life is a gift from on high, yep. no matter what it is. Uh, this life is not for the faint of heart. I think we'd all agree that. And I think we'd all agree this life is not mm. easy. Uh, but this third word takes it a little more deeply and a little more personably. Yep. And the third word is understanding. Do not depend on your own understanding. This word has to do with your mental capacity. It refers to the mental processes that you analyze something and make a decision from something. It's, uh, it's the kind of tool that you use cognitively to put your to-do list for the day. I mean, so the word understanding refers to our mental processes by which you look at a problem, you analyze that problem, and you decide how you are going to solve it. It is also how you set up the order of your life. It's not a bad word. Understanding is simply the decision-making ability that God's given you. Yeah. So when you take the word depend and you put it with the word understanding and add the negative, you get an idea like this. Use all your mental powers, but do not lean on them for total support. Right. Isn't that beautiful? Like when you, when you think that, okay, but I am an intellectual, you know, so I, I hear that sometimes the folks struggle with the yep. text and they'll say, but, but I need to intellectually understand it. This, this task, this, this instruction we get is if all you're going to lean on is your mental capacity, you know, how great your intellect, no matter what, then you're only going to get halfway to what you possibly could be. Yep. And so, don't trust in your own ability to figure out your life. Lean instead on the Lord. If somebody were to say to me, what's the number one thing I need to do, Pastor Chuck, to have my best year? I would say, learn that it's not on you, it's all on Him. So, trust Him and lay on Him with your full weight. Don't lean on your own understanding. It's like a, uh, it's, it's a simple one, two, three to find how it is. It sounds simple, but, and please don't hear me say like, I, I've got this figured out. I struggle with this as much as anybody on, <clears throat> on the planet, <clears throat> excuse me, but the simple one, two, three, or ABC in this effort is, number one, pray. I mean, are you finding a theme here over these past three weeks? It's, you, if you want understanding, pray. Set Everybody's your heart Everybody's shocked by that. I know it. It's like, okay, about prayer. got it. But, but at the same time, I pray many of you this week have had a totally different uh, season of prayer. Yeah. Uh, I, Wednesday morning, when I got done with our prayer time at six, I'm so excited about it this week. Yeah. It I mean, it set my day up for something that was special. Yep. So pray. Secondly, fast. I know many of you joined us in fasting for certain things over this past week. It is, it is setting aside something that you kind of rely on and replace it with the presence of God. It is, it is the recognition the Holy Spirit of God wants to do something within you. The Holy Spirit of God is not just kind of wandering around out in space. He inhabits your life, and as a believer, he wants you to set aside those things that keep you from being fully and completely present with him. And then third, honor the Lord in energizing your prayers and your fast by acting on what the Lord directs you to do. Listen, your word ought to be getting clearer now. Your word ought to be coming closer because now Bobby's going to take us into the fourth word, which it might be my favorite, which is to seek. Yep. And let me put this back into the verse, the context of it. He says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, do not depend on your own understanding, but seek his will in all you do. And honestly, that was one of my big takeaways from last week as I was reprocessing, hey, God, what 
was it that you said to us through Proverbs 2 and just our teaching together? It's this idea that you and I are to keep seeking. Mm-hmm. We're to keep looking. We're to keep going after it. In fact, in the original language, it's an imperative. It's a command. It's something that we are meant to do. It's as if he's saying, in all your ways, know him. And to know it deeply, know him personally. Yeah. There's a difference between just knowing about God and knowing God personally. There's something different about being aware of God yeah. and actually having a relationship with them. Somebody could ask me, hey, do you know so-and-so? Hey, do you know President Donald J. Trump? And I could be like, yeah, I know him. I know him. But that's just me seeing him on the headlines or that's me cracking up at the silliness of some of his tweets or that's, you know, whatever. I, I know if you walked into a room and I heard his voice, I would know who he was. But if I were to say, hey, President Trump, he would have no clue who I really am because right. there's a difference between knowing about somebody and knowing somebody personally. Haven't you used that phrase before? Somebody say, hey, do you know so-and-so? And you'll say, well, you know, I know of them, but I, I don't know them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a big, big difference. And one of the things that I think is beautiful about our, our faith is that we have a God that wants us to know him. And more importantly, this is a God that already knows everything about us. So if you think about it, think of the time that you have to spend with your family or friend trying to get them to know you when you could have a friend in the Lord who already knows everything about you. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's overwhelming when I think about that. There is another way of knowing. Yeah. Like, I know Jenny and she knows me in a completely different way. We've known each other intimately for years. After being together that long, strange things happen. Like you you start a sentence and they finish it. Yeah. Or you start a sentence and they correct you. She's not, she's not in this hour, by the way. She'll be next hour and that sentence will be, and I'm so glad she corrects me. What if she's watching right now online? Well, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I love you, babe. Thoughtful. Thoughtful. (laughs) (laughs) Starting today. (laughs) That's funny right there. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) You have to apply what you know. I'm so sorry. That's just funny. (laughs) I'm serious now. Okay. You're welcome. All right, let's try this again. I'm burning. I am not using that. I'm not going near it at 11. In all your ways, thoughtfully, know God intimately. In all your ways, know God deeply. In all your ways, know God personally. In every area of your life, know God intimately, deeply, and personally. Because when you know God that way, in every area of your life, then he will direct your path. This is so rich. Don't you want somebody who says to you all day long, hey, Chuck, don't do that. Hey, Chuck, say that. Hey, Chuck, here's Bobby to correct what you just said. And, you know, just, 
if you think about it, this is cool how the Lord works because he wants to place his hand on your shoulder and give you direction. That's great. I mean, he can't wait to do that. Now, uh, these last one, you're going to double dip with two words, right? Yep. Okay. So if you're a note taker, write these two words down. Show and direct. Show and direct. And honestly, this is probably the biggest part that people ask about. And Chuck already alluded to this. People with all these questions, what if, what if, what's God's plan for my life? What is God's will? How do I know? How do I know? How do I know? How do I know? And here's what he says in this verse. He says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do. And he, and he will show you which mm. path to take. He yeah. will show you which path. Another way of saying that is he will make your path straight. Yeah. It's this reminder that God isn't hiding from you. He's not uh, holding it behind his back. He's saying, man, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me, and I will make the path clear. Yeah. It's almost like, I, I don't know if any of you have family in Mississippi, but uh, yesterday the tornadoes rolled through Northwest Mississippi. My brother sent me pictures of some of the damage that happened just mm. down the street from him. His fence was gone. He had his neighbor's trampoline and some ladder. And uh, it was crazy. It was just crazy. And even driving to the church this morning, the fog was thick. The sun was hitting me in the eye. So in one sense, I couldn't see because of the sun. The other sense, I couldn't see because of the fog. And yet somewhere along the way, I've learned, all right, when I look down at the road, look for the line. Yeah. Look for the line. When I look into my side mirror, look for the line. If I can't see ahead, if I can't see through the fog, or if I'm traveling at night and somebody's brights are in my eyes and I can't see, I learned at a young age, just look for the line, look for the line, use the line for Mm. direction. And I think in some ways that's what God does in our life, that we're gonna have potholes, we're gonna have detours, Mm -hmm. we're gonna have ungraded road like you were talking about earlier, we're gonna have fog and sun in our eyes, but if we'll keep learning to look at the line, look to the presence of God, his direction in our life, that he will direct us. Yeah. He, even though there's potholes and obstacles, God will direct us along the way. Yeah, I, I really did. I imagined it, it is like if your week ahead of you has a lot of uncertainty to it, or maybe uh, like we asked the worship team before we started today, how many of you have a difficult decision coming up in the next 30 days? And difficult is, is, is kind of relative to what, whatever you're in the middle of. Some of you have a decision to make about a marriage. Some of you have a decision to make about, about health or, or, a, yep. or an elderly parent, whatever. But what I know is that when you look straight ahead and what you see are potholes and obstacles, then know that the Lord wants to be a road grader for you and smooth that out. Hmm. I told the worship team earlier that my truck is a four-wheel drive truck, so it's got these tires that roar some. Yep. But there's a stretch of road that's recently been repaved and uh, when I hit that stretch, my truck sounds so quiet, you know, and, and that's how I kind of relate to this is what it is for him to direct our path. To direct my path is the roar of this world quiets my soul. And, and while I know I'm going in the same, at the same speed, I'm, I'm, I'm going there with more purposeful assurance. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a perfect look for me. Here's God's message to you from Proverbs chapter 3. If you will know God in every area of your life, God himself will take personal responsibility to make your way smooth and straight. Now, I I don't want you to miss this because I am convinced that in the Christian walk, this is where many of us take the orthodoxy we grew up with and we, we sprinkle our lives with it 
and we assume that God is such a far and distant creature, we forget the fact that he is our heavenly loving father who sent his wonderful, forgiving, life-giving savior of the world son that we might have life and he left us the greatest gift of the Holy Spirit that can control and live out his strength and power in our life if we choose to let him. You see, the challenge for many of us is what we don't want to do is surrender our life and say to the Spirit of God within us, have everything. We just won't take the Carrie Underwood route and say, Jesus, take the wheel. It's like Jesus, stay in that seat. Hmm. It's like kind of like the old bumper sticker, God is my co-pilot. You know, I don't want that. I want him to fly my jet. Yeah. I, I want that direction. I mean, this is in all your ways, know God intimately. And you cannot know God intimately if the only time you hear, think, or wonder about God is in this hour. Because we are called to walk with God every moment of every single day. Well, but how are we to do that? His way. How do we walk this way? How do we know I got to make this decision and follow this path? And it's so simple. Pray fast, energize, do this. Trust the Lord. Trust the fact that he will speak into your life. You might be here today and say, you know what, Pastor Bobby, Pastor Chuck, I have never heard God speak into my life. And I would say to you, then there's three things I know about you. One or all three of these are, are absolutely certain. One, you've never trusted Jesus as your Savior, so you don't have the Spirit of God dwelling within you. And you say, well, Chuck, I need to settle that now. Then you just call on the name of the Lord. You say, Jesus, I need you to come into my life. Number two, you are saved. You are a born-again child of God, but you have taken all your orthodoxy from the past and sprinkled it on top of this faith. And, and it's like, but I don't know if I should totally trust you or not because I, I, I need to figure it out on my own. Here's what I know about this life. We are never going to figure it out on our, our own. We are never going to have our best year when it's on us. Hmm. And then number three, until such time as we believe that he is speaking to us, we got to energize it. We've got to act on it. When the Lord says to you, talk to that person, don't say, oh, you know, I'll, I'll do it later. Because hmm. every time that you don't act on what God says, you're taking a path that he is not leading you on. And this is in the tiny things, and this is in the massive things. Yeah. This is like, Bobby, I need to give a word of encouragement to a dry cleaner. I need to determine if I can stay married. Yeah. And everything in between. This wisdom and faith will most likely be closely related to your word. Hmm. I like that. Isn't that good? It's good. What I love about these Proverbs is it reminds us that God is a detail God. Mm-hmm. God's not just looking for the big picture stuff. Like you mentioned, God cares about the details. And one of the takeaways is that when I trust God with the details of my life, I get to see God-like results in yeah. those details. And so one of, one of the ways that this shows up in our life when we're actually learning to trust is when we find ourselves waiting on God mm. instead of rushing ahead. Instead of saying, yeah, that sounds great, and then I'm going to do Because honestly, that is the big disconnect. Yeah. The big disconnect is not that we don't know these two verses. Most of us know these two verses. The great challenge is, what do we do with these two verses the other 167 hours of this week? Yeah. 
Do we live them out? Or do we just go back to life as normal and get up in the morning and start making our task list and we start thinking about all these big decisions and then we rush ahead, we make the schedule, we make the call, we, we plan it all out. And then at the end of the day, it's almost like we're like, all right, now God, you bless it. Right. God, here's my list first, now you bless it. And God's up in heaven saying, no, 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 no. The way that this works, for you to have your best year to live fully into what I have for you mm. is to start with me first. See, so often we act like we have to make decisions in the spur of the moment. We act like we've got to do all this stuff right here, right now, when honestly most of the things that we face would not hurt one bit if we hit the pause button and say, God, before I make this move, before I move in this direction, God, I want to hear from you. Mm. To pause and to say, God, I want to hear. See, at the end of the day, most of us are control freaks. We think everybody else ought to trust God with the details of their life. And then God looks down and says, no, 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 no. I want you to trust me. Yeah. I want you to lean on me. I want you to seek me. I want you to, to place all of those big things and those little things in my lap and allow me to direct mm. your path. Uh, you know, this is not in our notes, but you, you were one of those people that I try to model more. You do that probably better than any human I know. Mm. Uh, I mean, when you get to know Bobby, one of the things you'll know is he can do a little of everything, but everything he does is really well. Uh, but one of the things that I like about him is his capacity to, to wait f for the Lord in direction. Mm -hmm. I mean, I admire That's that kind of deeply in you. But I find that most of us, including people like me, I want a formula. It's like, could you just give me the five steps and I could do the five steps, check them all off, and I could then have yeah. this thing. And so if you want to know the secret to knowing the will of God, here it is. Are you ready? In everything you do, know God. In everything you do, know God. But Pastor Chuck, I don't like that. Give me a formula. Give me three steps. Well, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells us that the secret is a deep and intimate personal relationship with God, but we want a formula. So walk through this with me. Let's talk about Bob, who's been dating Ashley. They have a date on Friday night. When he picks her up, he, she asks the logical question, where are we going tonight? And the answer is, I don't know. I want to take you someplace you like. I wish you would give me a three-step formula so I could know where you really want to go on Friday night. Now, let me say to you, if that's a first date, Bob's in trouble, right? How would Ashley feel? Angry, upset, frustrated? We've been dating every week for months, and you don't know what I like. You don't have any idea. Where have you been all this time? We want to reduce our relationship to a formula. Sounds like this. So when Jenny and I are trying, trying to figure out where we're going to go eat on Friday night, it goes like this every week. Hey, babe, what would you like to eat? I don't know. Anything's fine. And I'll say always, well, how about barbecue? Nah. <laughs> and then I'll say, what is it that you would like? I don't care anything. <laughs> Apparently not. Right? But see, boy, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my rock. <laughs> yeah. I'm picking a new word. <laughs> my new word will be hush. <laughs> Mm. Hopefully my word is not, I'm fired. <laughs> yeah. I don't Pray for me. That'd be two words. I'll just oh. put fired. So, so listen to this. Here's what I believe the Lord says when we're truly seeking. He says, know me, spend time with me, put me first in every area of your life. Because when you do that, 
I will take care of all those details. Listen, friends, that when, when God says, I'll take care of all the details, let him. Yeah. Trust him. Let him take that. And the Lord wants to take all your junk and do something with it where he can direct your past for your good and his glory. Hmm. I mean, this is, what, this is what he wants to do. Yeah. A lot of times when we start asking all these questions about God's will, God's plan, we're, we're asking what I would call a what question. Yeah. God, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to move? What, 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 what? And God is far more concerned with who you're becoming yeah. than what you're doing. When he says trust, when he says seek, when he says lean not on your own, this is God saying, I don't want another formula. I don't want another checklist. I want a relationship with you because if you'll get that part of your life right, that's why we start with 21 days of power. If yeah. you will focus on the who you're becoming, the what you're doing will take care of itself. Yeah. If you'll focus on God, who have you designed me to be? God, who do you want me to look like, like Jesus? How do I grow in my relationship? If you get the who part right, the what will take care of itself. And yeah. honestly, the things that we get the what worried about really at the end of the day, aren't going to matter. In 100 years, yeah. it's not going to matter. In yeah. 100 years, those things are not going to no. matter. What is going to matter is did I become who God wanted me to be. So true. I'm going to move forward a little bit because yep. I know I want to leave time for rocks. But yep. I, I want to give you just a quick bullet list. That is, knowing God means using all of your energies and all of your wealth and all of your ideas and relationships for him. Like, Lord, here are my hands, use them to do your will this yep. week. Lord, here are my lips, speak through them this week. Lord, here are my eyes, I'm going to be watching for you in my world this week. Yep. Lord, here are my ears, I'm going to be listening for you throughout this week. Lord, here are my investments, I will honor you with all that you've entrusted to me. Knowing God means taking all that you have and placing it at his disposal, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, I think we can trust the creator, sustainer of the universe with whatever he's entrusted us to. Yep. God will use whatever it takes to get us close to him. Yeah. Sometimes it's detours, sometimes it's miracles. Sometimes it's frustration, sometimes it's breakthroughs. Yeah. Sometimes it's friends, sometimes it's unexpected opportunities around us, closed doors, open doors, whatever you wanna call them. Yeah. Sometimes it's just that still small voice of God speaking yeah. inside of us where we look back and say, man, I don't know how I got here. I don't know what God you know, used in all those moments, but what I can say is Jesus led me yeah. all the way. Well, that's so good. So one last thought, and we'll, we'll wrap this up. What is the secret of this text? I mean, think about it. What is the secret of this text? It's one two-letter word, he. Hmm. This is the key to this text, he. You see, it's not so much about the what you're doing, but who you're following. It's about who you're asking for direction on this path. This yeah. is the, the essence. If you will but know me, I will take care of the details, God says. Yeah. Trust me, rest your full weight on me, know me in everything, and I, the God of the universe, will direct your path. If God has said that he will lead you, let him. Mm. Why be fearful about that? No evil can battle if he leads the way. I want to say that again because that's worth an amen even at the 930 crowd. You ready? No evil can battle even if he leads the way. Amen. I mean, that's just so rich. No enemy can stop you if he leads the way. Amen. No opposition can derail you 
if he leads the way. Amen. In all your ways, know him and you can have your best year. I want to pray for you. And then I'm going to let you start making your way to the table. And there's Sharpies and rocks. And I pray you've already, the Lord has kind of spoken into your life and given you exactly what your word is. That would keep you on track and on task this year. Let me pray for you. Before I do, I want to do something that I had not planned to do. If you have a decision of great significance over the next 30 days that you need to make, a decision you need to make, raise your hand. Let me see who you are. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Lord God, thank you for the fact that we can trust you. We can lay our whole weight on you. We can bring every sadness, every sorrow, every lonely bone. We can bring every anxiety, and we can bring every sin, and we can lay our whole weight on you, and you'll take it all. Lord, cause us to be people that, that really do seek after your understanding, and when you give it to us, activate us that we would take your path. God, give us wisdom. Give us understanding. Grow our faith through our prayer and our fasting. Cause us to be focused on these 21 days and give us clarity on this word. And I pray that in the matchless and marvelous name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Y'all, come on. Let's start writing your words. This is the kind of activity that it takes a little time and it, some of you might think, man, that's a little hokey, Pastor Chuck. I know folks that have sent me pictures of these rocks in times where they've had to make difficult decisions through the years and have been able to claim these words and ask the Spirit of God to overwhelm them with the sense that comes with them and with the power that comes with them, with the wisdom and the knowledge that comes with them. I've seen the Lord step into people's lives and take this one word and overwhelm them. Folks have shared with me with these words where they've put things down like patience and the Lord was waiting and waiting and waiting for them to learn how to wait and wait and wait. And somewhere God showed up and did something overwhelming. I know a man in his late 40s struggling in business, struggling in his relationship with his wife, struggling with a relationship in his kids. And his word this past year was, I need faith. I got an email from him the other day and talked about how he had the greatest year of his life, that his marriage is healthy and his relationships with kids are better than ever before. This is more than just a word, this is a prayer. When you come and you write this word and you take this, this rock back with you, this is a prayer. God, give me wisdom. God, give me patience. God, give me power. God, give me the ability to love. Lord, give me the ability to forgive. God, give me great understanding. God, make me thoughtful. Whatever that is, know that this is a prayer. Every time I see my rock, when I get that first cup of coffee in the morning, I'm going to be reminded that the Lord gave me that word for this time in my life. He's giving you this word for this time in your life. And it's not just, it's not a slogan. 
It's not something that's hokey that you put in your, your, your pocket and you rub when you're anxious, but it's, it's a prayer. It's a prayer that says, God, let me be this. Cause my soul to be moved by this. Cause my heart to be wondrously changed with this. When the Lord Jesus looked at his disciples and said, you don't have enough faith. He didn't say you had bucketfuls. He just said, you need the faith of a mustard seed, which is about a tenth of a BB. And when I think about that, most of us took two or three medicines this morning that were hundreds of times larger than that one little grain of mustard seed. And I think to myself, is this all the Lord is asking from us? Let us be, let us be so specifically urgent about this. Let us be prayerful about it. Let's come before the throne of God. Know that you're walking into his favorite room and you're hopping up in his lap. This picture of putting all your weight on him, I always picture is I'm running toward God in his big chair. And then a foot or two before I get there, I just take a flying leap and God catches me without a move, without a still. And he grabs hold of me and he says, I'm so glad you came to me. I was asked the other day by a friend of one of my daughters and the question was, well, what do you think, what's the most important thing for me to try and accomplish now, now that I'm walking out of school? And I said, it was really simple. Know God, seek after his will and then energize it and follow it because when you do, he will straighten your paths and he'll direct them. Let's sing that holy, holy, holy. Y'all stand with me, will you? Jesus of that Trinity go before you like a road grader and make your way straight. Let that Jesus go within you and bring you peace and joy, fulfillment and contentment because he is always good and you are always loved. And when this life is just beating you up and wearing you down, hop on those big broad shoulders of his wrap your arms around him and hold tight because he's not going to take you around the problem. He's going to take you through the middle of it only to set you down victoriously, to wipe away your tears and kiss you on the forehead and wrap his loving arms around you so you can see your Savior, the Son of the living God, look at you eyeball to eyeball and say, my child, say it with me, I love you. God bless you. Go in peace.